Hello and welcome to the High Maintenance Hippie Podcast. This is your host, Ashley from Ashley Taylor Wellness. On this podcast, we talk about all things beauty, health, wellness, and optimization. Being a high maintenance hippie represents not being boxed in, as I strongly believe that one size does not fit all. I'm a nurse turned coach and I have learned so much about both conventional and alternative options and I want to help you expand your options. I'm here to inspire you to learn new ways to improve your quality of life and to take your power back. I'm so excited that you're here, so let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the High Maintenance Hippie Podcast. This is Ashley and today I'm going to be talking about the pre scan that I did on June 7th, 2023 and that is an MRI. It doesn't use any contrast. And it was super cool because it got to show me what's going on inside of my body. I'm a huge fan of functional lab testing, blood work, and things like that. Because I'm the type of person who wants to intervene before I'm dealing with something very serious. I'm all about holistic and alternative methods, but I also think there's a time and a place for Western medicine, surgery, and those types of interventions. But I prefer to minimize those things if I can. So I did this scan to see what was going on in my body and the systems that it assesses are the nervous system, respiratory, circulatory, integumentary, which is skin, endocrine, urinary, reproductive, musculoskeletal, and digestive systems. So in doing that, nothing was an adverse finding. There was nothing serious. So for me, I was like, great, I'm either going to find out something that is silent but causing a big issue or I'm going to have a baseline and I will know what's going on inside of my body. So here were some of the findings. I had two moderate findings for the nervous system and in the brain, no adverse findings. As someone who self-medicated from the age of 14, I'm very happy to see that my brain looks great. So what it's looking for I mean, tons of different things, but abscesses, aneurysms, hemorrhage, infarcts, metastases, gliomas, generalized brain volume, any lesions in the brain, demyelinating disease, pineal cysts, pituitary mass, white matter disease, many things. All of that checked out, which is super cool. And then for the nervous system, I found out that my spine, specifically my cervical spine, I had some stenosis in my cervical spine and some degenerative changes from C4 to C7. Ever heard of TACNAC? Yeah, it's real. So I will be honest that I'm looking down at my phone a lot. Even when I worked in the hospital, I'm looking down, you know, standing over patients, standing over a computer, charting. And right now I'm sitting on a Vilno chair, which is an ergonomic kneeling chair. And it has definitely helped with my posture. If you look at my first few episodes of this podcast, I literally look like a hunchback. So for vanity purposes, I got this chair, but also I know that it's something that I need to work on. My chiropractor years ago told me from an x-ray that I had more of a straightening in my cervical spine and to take a rolled up towel and put it behind my neck for 10 minutes a day because it's like my head is a bowling ball and I'm putting all this pressure down on the front and I needed to balance that out. And of course I didn't listen. After seeing this MRI, I was like, all right, uh, very interesting because I took care of people all the time that had spine surgery and I would really like to avoid that if at all possible. So it was really cool. I don't have any pain and that's the other thing. Pain is a message from the body. Yes, it's something that you can take medicine for, 
but it is a message from the body. So why do people have pain to begin with? And the alignment of our spine is so important. I think of all the doctors out there, chiropractors are some of the most brilliant ones because they really understand the body as a whole and just how it really works. You may not like chiropractors and that's totally fine. I'm not telling you to go see one, but the way that they are able to understand, once again, the body as a whole and the nervous system, it's quite powerful. So I love other doctors too, but I just really feel like they get it. And not all chiropractors are the same. So that was one thing that I found out. Also on my lumbar spine, which is down at the very bottom, from L3 to S1, so the lumbar region to the sacral region, I have some bulging discs. Once again, no pain. I would like to do what I can to take care of my spine before I have pain because people can have pain for decades before they need surgery. I talked to my doctor, I talked to my chiropractor about this and at this point, taking care of my posture, taking care of my spine is really important. I do get adjustments, but that was one thing that was pretty cool that I found. So as far as the other systems, respiratory system, no adverse findings and some of the things that it looks for in the lungs, atelectasis, lung consolidation, lung metastases, lung nodules, pleural effusion, scarring in the lungs, any tumors, none of that. And what's really cool about this is how amazing the body is at healing itself. When I was younger in my teens and early 20s, I used to smoke up to two packs of cigarettes a day. I know, it's crazy. I actually wanted to look older and I thought I looked cool. Didn't look cool, but it did make me look older. And then I'm like, I don't know that I wanna look older anymore. So I've never had any breathing issues, but once again, it's pretty amazing because I smoked a lot. Other things that it looked at in the hypopharynx, any masses, metastases, nodules, cysts, all of that checked out. It looks at the nasal pharynx, once again for cysts, enlargement, hemorrhagic cysts, inflammation, solid masses, lymphoma, metastases in the nasal pharynx, and no adverse findings there. It also looks at my sinuses and mastoids, no adverse findings for a deviated nasal septum, granuloma of the inner ear or mastoid air cells, lymphoma of the sinuses, mucoceles, pans sinusitis, any nasal polyps, pretty cool. Now I have had a rhinoplasty to be fully transparent, but there was a point where I absolutely did have a deviated septum from a botched nose job, and that was awful. Um, but it all checks out now. The next system is the circulatory system. So it looks at cervical, meaning neck, lymph node chains, heart and great vessels, and the spleen. So under heart, and great vessels, it looks for aortic aneurysms, cardiac metastases, enlarged heart, pericardial effusion, pericardial fat, meaning fat around the heart, none of that. Spleen, also, I mean all sorts of things. Aneurysm, cysts, splenomegaly, meaning an enlarged spleen, wandering spleen, so all that checks out. And then the cervical lymph nodes in the neck, uh, looking for enlargement, cystic lesions, lymphoma, metastases, reactive or inflammatory lymph nodes in the neck, all checks out. So as I go on about these results, it's like there are so many things that this MRI can look for, over 500 different conditions, which is pretty awesome. All right, integumentary. It's very funny because a lot of people, 
have said that they believe strongly that I have fake breasts. I do not. I promise I would just tell you. I promise I would just tell you. But I do have dense breast tissue and that is one of the things under breast. So breast tissue density. I have something called breast composition that is extreme fibroglandular tissue. It's not an abnormal finding, but may indicate I should have additional breast screening depending on age and family history. And it's a normal finding, particularly in women of childbearing age. Usually as females age, the breast tissue becomes less glandular and the glandular tissue gets replaced with fat. I do have a small breast cyst that is located at the 10 o'clock position of my right breast, 3.7 centimeters from the nipple, and the cyst is 1.3 centimeters in diameter. So this is not an alarming finding, but why is that there to begin with? And that's something that most doctors would say, eh, don't worry about it, but I work with my functional and naturopathic doctors to figure out what is my body trying to tell me, what could this be from, and once again, it's a benign finding, but it's still something to see. A breast cyst is a fluid-filled sac within the breast. It's typically benign. It can feel like a grape or a water-filled balloon. It can feel firm. They can move easily with touch within the tissue. The cyst can change with the menstrual cycle, changing in size and tenderness. And when I was much younger, I felt a lump, and I was just told that I had fibrocystic breasts from an ultrasound. But you know, we're all different, and it's important to check. Breast cancer looks for breast implants, don't have any implants, mastectomy, so pretty cool. So far, abnormal findings would be the breast cyst and the stenosis in my cervical spine and then some bulging discs in the lower spine. Endocrine system, no adverse findings. So it looks at my adrenals and thyroid, which is pretty cool. So for the adrenals, adrenal abscess, adrenal cysts, adrenal hemorrhage or calcification, adrenal lymphoma, metastases, pseudocysts, cortical hyperplasia, indeterminate lesion of the adrenals, none of these things. And then thyroid, it looks to see if there's any enlargement, hemorrhagic cysts, thyroid nodules, inflammation of the thyroid, lymphoma in the thyroid, solid thyroid mass, thyroid cyst, thyroid appearance, all of these things. So everything checks out there. Urinary. Bladder and ureters looks beautiful. So it's looking for bladder obstruction, polyps, bladder wall thickening, cancer of the bladder and ureters, cystoceles, hernia of the bladder, total size of the bladder, urinary tract metastases, all checks out. Now as far as the kidneys, I do have a simple cyst of the kidney, which is one centimeter in diameter, very small, on the left kidney. It's a benign finding, no follow-up unless I have pain or blood in the urine, I don't. And simple kidney cysts are fluid-filled sacs that form in the kidneys. They usually do not cause symptoms or harm the kidneys. Treatment is rarely, if ever, needed for these cysts. Extremely rarely do simple kidney cysts transform into tumors. So it's just something I would watch. Once again, talk to my doctor. What could be causing this? And Western medicine isn't big on what caused this. And the functional approach is like, okay, that's just a message from your body. What could be contributing to this? Otherwise, everything else checks out. I don't have a horseshoe kidney, uh, no cystic lesions, no solid kidney lesions, no kidney stones, no polycystic kidney disease, renal cell carcinoma, renal lipomas, none of that. And there are other things it's looking for. I'm just giving you a brief overview. Reproductive. 
Okay, so ovaries, everything looks beautiful. It's looking for um, ovarian cysts, which are pretty common. Um, ovary appearance, polycystic ovary, any lesions, none of that. But in the uterus, I found out that I have a uterine fibroid. And these are typically benign. Mine is two centimeters. So some people have very large fibroids. And these fibroids can honestly become like the size of a grapefruit, if not bigger, and people have to have them surgically removed. So while this is benign, according to the results, fibroids are hormonally sensitive and over time may alter the shape of the uterus. So that's something to pay attention to. What are some of the factors that could contribute to developing fibroids? And it's a benign finding. Rarely do fibroids turn into a malignant tumor, but why is it there? It's a message from my body. 2.8 centimeters in diameter. That's the largest finding. Endometrial thickness, C-section scar, endometriosis, IUD, don't have that, never have, uterine cancers, uterine position, uterine prolapse, all of that looks good. Musculoskeletal, so it looks at the ankles, knees, pelvis and hips, sacroiliac joints, shoulders, and then under bony skeleton and soft tissue, there are three informational findings. And I have something called mild pectus excavatum with a Haller index of 3.4. That is basically like a dent in between my breasts, just below that. And it kind of looks like I have abs from it. Uh, some people it can be pretty severe and it can get in the way of their ability to breathe or it can affect their organs that are right there. But in my case, it's just something that is mild, but it's there. Don't really know what would cause that in my situation, but it's just information. This is what I think is pretty fascinating and I share this on Instagram. Signal alteration within the bilateral cheek subcutaneous fat may represent facial filler. Please correlate with patient history. Well, I have had facial filler in the cheek. I've had Sculptra, which is not like a traditional filler. I've only done that a few times. However, it is semi-permanent and it's interesting that it showed up on an MRI. Okay, and then digestive. So everything checks out here. It's looking at liver, bowel, esophagus, gallbladder and biliary system, oral pharynx, pancreas, stomach, and under each of those categories, it gives more information. So basically what I learned is that I have a small cyst in the breast and in the kidney. I have a small fibroid and dense breast tissue, facial filler, and then the nervous system, AKA the spine, and the cervical spine was the moderate finding, which is just pretty interesting. So I found this test to be extremely empowering to have a baseline set of data. Unfortunately, insurance is not gonna cover this, and a lot of the things that I do are not covered by insurance. The investment for this scan is $2,500, and it would typically take about four hours of being in an MRI to get this much data. It's done for total body from head to ankles. If you're under 5'9", I believe, then it gets your ankles. Under an hour, I believe 53 minutes, which is super cool. An MRI is different than a CT scan or an X-ray because those have ionizing radiation. MRIs do not have radiation in that sense. There's EMF because it's an electrical device, but no more so than you know the other things that we're exposed to and for the amount of information i got it was absolutely worth it 
this is what the experience is like. You show up to the facility. I went to LA and you check in. They were so nice and you change into scrubs. You cannot wear metal for an MRI. I do have hair extensions and mine are sewn. So there are beads. I probably have like 25 beads. Uh, those did not get in the way of any imaging, but if you have hair extensions all over, like single strand ones, that could create artifact which would interfere with the reading. That is not what happened. So I was able to get a clear view of everything and on YouTube, I'll see if we can put some of the images on there for you all to see, it's so cool. So you get there, you change into scrubs, take off all your metal, if you have any jewelry or anything like that. Some people who have claustrophobia would qualify for something for anxiety if that feels like it would be helpful. Um, I didn't sign up for that, but you lay on this table and the MRI machine looks like a big donut with a table that you lay on. And they do strap your arms and your legs down because you have to be very still for the imaging. The con with the MRI is that it's very loud. It's very loud. And if you're claustrophobic, you're probably not gonna love it. But I'm someone that has taken care of many people who have done MRIs and I just felt like I wanted to get this information. So in laying there, they ask you to do some breath holds. So they would say, take a deep breath in and then you exhale fully, hold your breath. And that's when they would take some pictures when you're totally still. You can also watch Netflix while you're in there to kind of distract you from the noise and all that, but it honestly flew by. And it took about a week, don't quote me on that, but I think it's like five to 10 business days to get your results back. And then a radiologist and or nurse practitioner will go over the results with you. No news is usually good news, but it was just one of the coolest things. So now I have a baseline and I can see what's going on in my body. I don't get any kickback if you all sign up for it, but if you use the link prenuvo.com slash Ashley, which is spelled P-R-E-N-U-V-O dot com slash A-S-H-L-E-Y, put it in the show notes, that will save 300 off of the total body scan, bringing it down to 2200. And yeah, why doesn't insurance cover stuff like this? If we were able to see what was going on in our bodies earlier, would we need as intense therapies, treatments, surgeries, things like that. So for me, it was something that, once again, I wanted to get a baseline. I'm so happy I did. And it actually brought me a lot of peace of mind. There are people who have found out things like aneurysms and they had no idea. And that's something that can be potentially fatal. So if you're the type of person who has health anxiety, maybe it wouldn't be right for you, but I'm always gonna say, I'd rather know what's going on than not and I'm actually pretty surprised because I weathered my body in my teenage years and early 20s and to see how all the things that I've done to take care of it have really paid off and this test is something I would absolutely redo not next year some people do it annually but I'll wait a few years and see if there are any other tests my doctors want me to do but it's so great to have this information and I really wish that this was accessible to more people. So one thing that I've learned is the more common these procedures are, it's kind of like, okay, a cell phone. Dave Asprey said this one time. Cell phones used to be so inaccessible for people and now everyone has one. So the more the technology is around, often the more accessible it becomes. And I'm really hoping that's what happens because 
so many people have a poor quality of life and you know, as much as I love the holistic world and the holistic options, I don't know that a green juice is gonna save you if you're about to go on a ventilator. It's just like, lifestyle is important, but the earlier that you intervene, the better. And unfortunately, most of us don't intervene until we see something really serious happening. So I'm very grateful that that's not the case. It does help me figure out where I need to focus for future things. And you better believe that I'm taking my chiropractor seriously and using that towel under my neck for 10 minutes a day to help because once again, tech neck is very real and I'm not here for it. Don't want to have spine surgery. So yeah, this was something that was so empowering. I learned a lot and I got to see images of my body. Let me see if I can pull one up for anybody who's watching on YouTube. Okay, so look at that. That is my brain. It's a beautiful brain if I do say so. Just kidding. It's volumetric data. You can look at brain volume and just all of these things. So I would like to see more screening tools. That's where I think Western medicine does a great job in screening. Once again, I'm going to make a lot of the Western interventions a last resort for me, but I'm not against them. And that is also part of this podcast. I used to be somebody that was really upset with the medical system because I saw so many people on medications for things that could be alleviated with lifestyle. They could reduce their medications, possibly not even need them, but I didn't see that being a priority. But with that said, I mean, your life, your body, your choice, and if medication is the right option for you, I fully back you in that. But for me, I found that if I could live my life with fewer medications, that felt like a better option, especially because side effects are very common. Have you seen the drug commercials? You know, it's people just running around and skipping and it's like may cause rectal bleeding and hemorrhage of the brain, death, and you're like, oh, okay, uh, sign me up, please. And I believe that the US is one of the few countries that allows these commercials. So if you wanna take meds, that is your choice, but I wanna do everything I can to be as healthy and resilient as I can on my own without needing these things. And if I do, it's not a failure. It's not a failure. And I know there are gonna be people that are gonna be pissed off that I'm not against pharmaceuticals, but I'm not, I'm not. Um, if you get hit by a bus, I promise you're gonna want the drugs. I promise you're gonna want the drugs. So could there be a middle ground? Could it be that there's a time and a place and we're overusing these things? And that's why I am a coach because I wanna help people not only live longer, but improve their quality of life. There is room for personal responsibility, improving metabolic health, and I don't see that being the focus. Something like this pre-nouveau scan could be a huge wake-up call for someone before they're in a lot of pain or having very serious issues that would require extreme interventions. So if this is something that you've been thinking about, then I absolutely recommend this experience to get a baseline if nothing else. I believe there are eight locations in the US and they are creating more. So if you ever have any questions, you can send me an email, ashley at ashleytaylorwellness.com, or you can message me on Instagram, ashleytaylorwellness, and I'm happy to share. I also have a highlight on my Instagram with some of the findings from the pre-nouveau scan, and I'm an open book. You know, some people might say, oh, it's a failure that you have a small cyst. I say, how many people are walking around with these things and don't know? And once again, it doesn't put me in a state of fear. It's just like, okay, great, now I know what's going on and I'm really happy that I did it. We have more options and there's a time and a place for both functional and preventative types of medicine and for Western. 
I hope that this podcast was helpful so you could learn a little bit more about the Prenuvo scan. And once again, if you have any questions, I'm happy to answer them. One product that I am loving this summer is from Ilia and it's Magic Sands Radiant Translucent Powder SPF 20. And it's hot here in Phoenix. And some places, like in the south, there's a lot of humidity. And wherever you are, if you get a little bit of shine, I love this product because it's a powder that you can put on that takes away some of the shine. And once again, it has some SPF in it. And Ilia makes amazing makeup products. But what I really like too is if I'm using any of their liquid makeup, this is really nice to finish everything off and just set it all. So if you want to shop Citrine, my code Ashley Taylor Wellness saves 10%. There are so many amazing lines there, but Ilia is one of my favorites for sure when it comes to clean makeup. And the code works in store and online, so check it out if you haven't already. Thank you for listening to the High Maintenance Hippie podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, rate it, and leave a review, ideally a five-star review if you loved it. All of this is free of charge and really helps me to be able to run the podcast. If you take a screenshot and tag me, I'll repost you and shout you out on Instagram. So tag Ashley Taylor Wellness and High Maintenance Hippie Podcast. If you have any feedback or guests that you'd like to have, I would love to hear from you so that I'm not just talking at you. I really want to deliver things that are valuable. So send me an email with any feedback, suggestions, or ideas for guests at ashley at ashleytaylorwellness.com. And I will leave you with a disclaimer. Please know that this is not medical advice or replacement for seeking medical care. Everything discussed on this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. Always consult with your medical provider before making any changes. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.